We've talked about the benefits of using a flipped learning approach in a previous episode. It can save time during the session, allow deeper exploration of the topic, and drive more effective engagement. But the greatest risk is that not everyone does the pre-work. In today's episode, we're going to suggest some ways to encourage everyone to do it. If our participants don't do the pre-work, it can make facilitating the session rather tricky to say the least. We're then placed in a quandary. Do we reward those who did the right thing and proceed as planned, assuming everyone is familiar with the content, but with the risk that we're leaving people behind? Or do we reward the bad behavior and cover the required material anyway um, so everyone is up to speed? that can be seen to be punishing those who did the right thing. And chances are they won't make that mistake again. The answer of course, is to ensure everyone has done the pre-work and we'll shortly share a dozen tips to encourage that to happen. Denise, I've recently been involved in helping facilitate a series of online meetings for the beef industry with participants from all across Australia. Initially, each meeting was scheduled to be three hours long, quite a marathon for most of us, but especially so for the graziers who'd much prefer to be riding horses or motorbikes around their properties. Fortunately, one of the other organizers had heard me talk about flipped learning and they suggested we try it with these meetings. We floated the idea at the first online meeting and the graziers were happy to try it. We made the time commitment clear and discussed how it'd work. One week before each meeting, we'd send them a link to a short YouTube video that we created to help prime them for the meeting. We'd also attach just one or two key documents that we wanted them to read. This worked like a treat, and we were able to cut most of the meeting times in half to be just 90 minutes. Admittedly, we did extend some of the later ones to two hours so as to allow greater discussion. That sounds great, John. Um, it sounds like they were really engaged, which is an excellent outcome. Um, so now let's tease out some ideas and list our dozen tips for getting people to do the pre-work. These can apply equally to online meetings as they do to physical meetings. Firstly, make sure that pre-work adds real value to the session. I can recall several times when I was asked to read a report or another document before a meeting, and yet and then it wasn't even discussed during the meeting. Um, they changed the agenda at the last minute, or the person who was going to lead that session uh, was absent. It was a bit of a waste of my time beforehand. So let's not be like that and ensure that we make good use of all the pre-work we ask participants to do. Oh, yes, Denise, I have some bad memories of over-preparing too, and then being really disappointed. So the second tip, is that we need to discuss the option of using pre-work during the first meeting, highlighting the benefits such as shorter, more engaging meetings. Let's ask the group if they're willing to commit to doing the pre-work and then get them to raise their hands if they agree to do so. This public commitment helps reinforce their future behavior. If some people aren't doing it, we can politely remind them that they agreed to do it and perhaps ask them if we need to make future meetings longer so as to be able to cover the required material. And who wants longer meetings, John? <laughs> 
next where possible, let's make use of the pre-work at the beginning of the meeting. That way it doesn't fall off the end of the agenda when other items have taken longer than expected. Uh, this also helps get us off to a quick start as some of the preparation has already been done. Yes, that's a good way of getting some quick wins on the board. Talking of agendas, when we send an agenda out beforehand, let's make sure to highlight where the pre-work is going to be covered during the meeting. That helps reinforce the fact that people need to do the pre-work. Nice, John. We're often dealing with busy, time-poor people, so we need to give ample notice of the pre-work and outline how much time may be required. There's nothing worse than thinking it'll only take five minutes, only to discover that it's more like an hour or two. Uh, where possible, clearly list the steps of what needs to be done, and so this is obvious to the participants. Next, engagement is important before, during, and after the meeting. And we've covered how engagement adds to impact in a previous episode. So let's not make the pre-work boring. Make it interactive and engaging by having questions for them to ponder or a quick survey for them to complete. And let's not just make them read a chapter from a textbook as if they're back in high school. We could even offer a couple of options. They only need to do one of these, but they get to choose. This gives participants autonomy and can help increase motivation. I like the idea of options, John. We could ask the participants of the meeting to meet up with another participant and maybe interview each other beforehand. Uh, this buddy system can make it more fun and also help build connections amongst the group. Uh, yes, Denise. And it means two people are then taking responsibility for making it happen. So it's twice as likely to happen. Creating a sense of urgency may help nudge people towards actually completing the task. Let's make it clear if there's a deadline by which they need to submit the results beforehand. For example, completing a survey. When we're sending other emails to them before the meeting, let's keep mentioning the pre-work and highlighting why it's important. If possible, and if we know it's true, mention that we've heard other people are already doing it and finding it worthwhile. There's nothing like a bit of positive peer pressure, John. <laughs> Next, it's often useful to reward good behaviour. So consider having a small incentive for the first person to complete the pre-work. Uh, this could be as simple as mentioning their name positively during the meeting or as delicious as giving them some chocolate, John. Uh, trust you to think of chocolate, Denise. Next, we can take the time to make their pre-work less laborious. So instead of giving them a 20-page report to read, we could create a short video that summarises the important messages and pose some thought-provoking questions at the end for them to consider. That also helps our time-poor people, as we mentioned in an earlier tip. Um, next, if there are several things we want them to do as pre-work, make the first ones quick and easy to complete. That'll give them a sense of satisfaction and increases the likelihood they'll persist with the bigger tasks. And now for the 12th and final suggestion, think carefully about assigning any consequences of not doing the pre-work. We're dealing with adults, so often they'll already be feeling bad that they didn't do it perhaps due to a family emergency or some other unforeseen event. However, if it occurs several times, it'd be worthwhile chatting with them outside of the meeting and seeing if they're still wanting to be involved. 
as their behaviour isn't indicating that. Well, there you have it. Those are our dozen tips for encouraging people to do the pre-work when we're using the flipped learning approach. And if this has sparked your interest, it might also be worthwhile checking out an earlier episode we did about adult learning principles, as they can help us think through some good strategies. But we're sure you'll have your own suggestions or experiences to share. So please add a comment below the blog post so we can all learn together. Thanks, folks, for joining us on this Enablers of Change episode. Remember to subscribe to our newsletter if you'd like to know when new episodes are available. And hey, if you liked what you heard, please tell your friends so they too can join the conversation. All the best until we meet again.